Thanks for watching this episode of Turning to Him. I invite you to just take a few seconds right now at the beginning and subscribe to this channel so that you can get more videos like this in your feed. Thanks again. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Turning to Him. My name is Zach Batty, and I am here with Aaron Ropalato. Aaron, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you, Zach? Thanks for having me today. Thank you so much for being on. I'm, I'm doing great as well. Okay. Um, kind of the tradition that we do here is if you want to start out and just give us a quick summary of an experience that you wanted to share that brought you closer to Christ. Okay, so this I'm just the experience I'm going to be sharing to today is about an experience I had where I was prompted four different times to do a study of Jesus Christ, and then how when I actually followed that prompting, I was prepared for a a huge trial that came in the life of my myself and my family. So that's kind of what I wanted to share tonight, and how turning to Jesus Christ helped strengthen us and strengthen me personally during that time. Yeah, I love it. So, um, I mean, tell me about how had your study been before this? Would you consider yourself a consistent studier or were you spotty? Oh, yes. I'm a very, I, I love to study the scriptures. Um, I mean, I'm not a, every day does not look the same for me. Some days it's a verse or two and some days it could be a chapter or two. It just depends on the day and the time that I have available and just finding something that would bring to that connection. So Prior to that, I mean, this experience, I was studying, I was reading the Book of Mormon. It was in 2017. So it was before Come Follow Me. So I was really studying the Book of Mormon more than anything. But I wouldn't say that I like had to read a specific amount every day or night. And I didn't have a specific time either that I studied. It was kind of whenever I could at my kids' soccer practices, or if I woke up early in the morning, I would do it then. Or sometimes when I'm getting in bed at night, it was just, it's, it was all over the place and it still is. So, you know, I love that. Um, I think sometimes we put up these barriers of what scripture study looks like and what it doesn't look like, and that you can't do it at your kid's soccer practice. And I disagree with that. I I totally disagree. (laughs) Sitting in the car. I mean, that was, I, at that, that year actually that I'm going to be talking about was a year I had, I've got all three of my daughters play soccer and I was soccer practices four or five times a week. Yeah. sitting in the car and you couldn't really turn around and come home because it was too far away. By the time you got home, it'd be time to turn around and go back. So I would just sit in the car and read or study or do different things. So that's fantastic. Okay. So get us started when uh, the first prompting or wherever you want to get started in the story. Okay. So this happened, this was in January of 2017. So it was a few years ago, but I had heard about the talk that President Nelson, when he was Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, that he had given to the young single adults in a devotional. And so many people had commented on about it on social media, I believe, I can't remember. And I just decided to listen to his talk. And in that talk, he encouraged and challenged the young single adults to study everything about Jesus Christ from the topical guide. Okay. And I heard that and I thought, Oh, that's, yeah, you should do, Aaron, you should do that. That's, that would be a wonderful thing to study next because I, at the time I was studying sometimes topically, I would be, you know, um, I had different 
I had lots of different kinds of things I'd study, like the atonement or read, read the Book of Mormon. I'd study, like, let's find everything about the atonement and mark that or all the names of Christ, you know, and those different things. So when that challenge, he offered that challenge, I thought that's, a, that's something I should do. And I really felt impressed that I should do that, okay. but it seemed so enormous <laughs> because yeah. there is like over 2,200 scriptures in the yeah. top five that are listed. Yeah, I mean, well, I think just on the top, just in the topical guide and the see also's, I think there's something like 84, you know, see also, yes. uh, you know, prophecy, Jesus Christ prophecies of Jesus Christ atonement, Jesus Christ benevolent son. Yes. So in the, in the back of the, of the, of the Bible, it's 17 pages and you know how small the print is back there. Yes. So it was 17 pages just to do the initial thing. And so I thought I'm like, how am I going to do this? I could not figure out like a system because yeah. I'm kind of looking for systems. And so I kind of brushed that aside. And then in February, the very end of February, February 28th, okay. President Nelson wrote a blog post that was on the church website. So it popped up on my home screen for churchofjesuschrist.org. And this blog post was entitled, it was all about his experience with that. And he said in that, um, in that blog post, he said, during the 2017 worldwide devotional, I challenged those watching to increase their testimony of the Savior by taking time each week to study everything Jesus said and did as recorded in the Old Testament, study his laws as recorded in the New Testament, study his doctrine as recorded in the Book of Mormon, and study his words as recorded in the Doctrine and Covenants. And I read that again, and he promised that we would have a love for the Savior and for God's laws and grow beyond what we could currently imagine. And so as I read that blog post, again, the prompting came, Aaron, you need to do this. And so I thought about it again and got caught up in the, how am I going to do this? And so that was in the end of February. And then in April general conference, President Nelson got up and he's still president of the Quorum of the Twelve at the time. And he got up and he spoke again about this challenge. And he said, um, his, his challenge was to study everything Jesus said and did as recorded in the standard works to let the scripture citations about Jesus Christ in the topical guide become my personal core curriculum. And again, I hear that a third time. And I think I'm like, Aaron, you have got to find a way. You heard this prompting. You felt inspired to do this. You've got to figure this out. And still, I was so caught up on the how am yes. I going to do this? So, um, and then fast forward into May, and I attended women's conference at BYU. And there was a teacher, and I still think about this every, I think about her, her talk all the time that she gave on the doctrine of Christ. And she talked about this challenge again and president nelson had written that he was a changed man because mm -hmm. of his experience and so i thought i need to be a changed woman so at that time i'm like aaron you've got to figure this out like this is something you've got to do so i just went home and i went down to the desert book and i bought a a quad for myself a brand new one that was somebody's names that was inscribed wrong. So it was, wasn't as expensive. <laughs> and I got this and I started to read and I found a little, a booklet that I could mark things off and record a few 
thoughts and impressions as I read. So in May, I started um, reading all of those citations and it was truly life-changing for me. Um, my testimony of the Savior grew. Um, and in the middle of all this, it looking back, I could see the Lord's hand knowing he knew what was coming in July for my family. And so he was preparing me to have my testimony of Jesus Christ strengthened so that I would turn to him during this big trial that our family had. And um, that was one thing when this trial happened, I, when I finally was able to get inside my home for a little bit, I ran in because I knew I had left my booklet and my scriptures on the desk and I was praying that they were okay, which luckily they were. So, and that was one thing that I did take with me, but it was, I had been doing that study for, you know, a few months. And even that morning, um, I was at my daughter's soccer practice. <laughs> it was about half an hour from my house. And I sat there and I was reading and I um, wrote specific notes about several of the verses that were a strength to me in the coming months as, um, as we needed it in our family. So anyway, that is the story. But I think about this. Um, I was prompted four different times and I didn't follow the first one or the mm -hmm. second one or the third one, but it was finally on the fourth one that I figured it out. And I think um, sometimes the, I just, I guess I just want to testify the Lord doesn't give up on us when he is trying to help us come closer to him. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing that I've been, that I think about often that he you know, we all get promptings and sometimes we follow them and sometimes we don't, but that doesn't mean, mean that he's still gonna, not going to try his hardest to help us to turn back to him in those same, in those same ways or in similar ways or in other ways. Yeah. I love that idea. And I think we need to hear it about a thousand times in our life before we really start to sink it in of the Lord doesn't give up, give up on us yeah. as long as we continue to try over and yes. over again. Just yeah. like we don't, we don't give up on teaching our children how to walk mm -mm. Uh, when they're infants. And and we are younger than infants compared to Christ and compared to the Lord and God. Yes. And I, I think he accepts too, even our efforts. I mean, like I, I mean, I did go and read all of the scriptures and I marked them in my, in this quad, but I know some people that have started but have never finished this challenge because it does, it is, it is huge. Yeah. And I think the Lord loves our effort too. any yes. little bit that we can do. I mean, just even just taking the topical guide and just reading through the phrases that they put there is something that's going to bring you closer to Christ. If you can't read the whole thing, you know, just all those, those small, simple little things. Um, yeah. Anyway, you mentioned that your testimony of the Savior had changed and had grown. How would you describe it before? Because, I mean, you are a person who you said you you love studying the scriptures. You love being in the scriptures. I think it was a relationship change. That I wasn't seeing the Savior as just things that I knew about him. I was becoming to know him and to have him personally invested in my life and seeing his hand in my life more if that makes sense. I mean, sometimes I know in the, 
in the church, we've got these like checklists, you know, like we're like, well, I got to do this and this and this and this to be, you know, a good person and to be on the covenant path when in reality, all our heavenly father and our savior want is a relationship with us. Um, there's a quote and I don't have it right here with me, but it's um, from elder Christofferson that he gave in April, 2022 general conference. And in there, it talks about how our savior and our heavenly father and savior, Jesus Christ want a deep and abiding relationship with us. Right. And right. that's, and that is, and that's what we also need and want. And he, and he says in there that it's everlastingly worth whatever we do to gain that relationship. And I just um, yeah. think about that often too. Yeah. And it's that relationship. And this isn't in the quote, this isn't in the talk, but it's that deep and abiding relationship that, that keeps us on the covenant path and that turns the covenant path into away from checkboxes yes. and into a lifestyle. Yes. Into Very much a lifestyle. Life. Yeah. And that's why I like, you know, like I said previously, like, I mean, some days my scripture study could be a verse or two. Yeah. That doesn't mean that that verse I'm not thinking about or pondering about the savior during the day. I mean, like even just walking through our homes, we look and we see pictures of the savior on the, on the wall. And that turns our thoughts and our hearts to him, or we mm -hmm. listen to an uplifting song on the radio, you know, we listen to a good podcast or, you know, an interview and those, a general conference talk, all of those things in small and simple ways, turn us to them. And it doesn't have to be me sitting with my scriptures, with a red pencil in hand and in a deep study for 30 minutes or an hour or whatever, you know, whatever we think it needs to be. Yeah. You know, you said something very profound and, and I think it's worth underlining um, that you went from knowing about the, knowing the Savior to having a relationship with the Savior. And it just made me think, you know, what is the difference between the relationship that I have with, say, my neighbor versus the relationship I have with my best friend mm -hmm. or, or with, with uh, my spouse? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes when we hear challenges like this, and that it will change our relationship with the Savior. It'll, it'll, it'll make us a changed person. Mm -hmm. You know, we sometimes think, look, I have a testimony that the, that the Savior died for my sins and was resurrected. I, I have a testimony of that. So I don't know that I need to strengthen that. And to that, I would rebuttal and say, you may know that, yeah, your neighbor lives next door. You see them. You, you have a testimony of your neighbor and they're there and they're present. That's fine. You wave when they mow the lawn. Yeah. You but know you where have, they work, you know, their kids, yeah, those yeah, you know, sure. the little things. Yeah. But you have a relationship with your best friend. Mm -hmm. You have a relate. I mean, that's someone where you celebrate with them. You, you mourn with them. You are, you are experiencing life with them. That's you know, what what the questions to ask them to find, you know, to, to know what's going on in their life, or you can just say one word and they know exactly what you're talking about. You know, those, those kinds of. Yeah. Things. Yeah. So. When we were talking before, you mentioned um, you kind of felt there was a parallel between your experience and uh, the rich man. Yes. So I, I think about the rich young ruler a lot. And I don't know where I don't know why I think about this story all the time. But I think of of him and, you know, the Savior comes to him and he says, I've done I've done everything, Lord. Like, what else do you want me to do? And the Lord tells him to give up all that he has and to follow him. And it says that. um but it says first the savior looks at him beholding him he loved him first before he asked him to do that and then the rich young ruler went away sorrowful it says in the scriptures and 
I like to think about the rich young ruler that maybe he went home that night and he thought about it and he thought, maybe I can give something and that maybe, you know, in a day or a week or a month or five months like me, you know, that he turned around and said, okay, Lord, I'm ready. And I think in our own lives, we are all a lot like that, that the Lord, he gives us invitations and, you know, and it's sometimes we're not quite ready for it, but there will, there could be a time down the road when we are ready. And I just like to think about, about him that, that, that young man came back, you know, sometime later and had changed his mind because he went home and he thought and he pondered and thought, you know what, I really do want this relationship with you and I will do what it costs to have that. And um, today I was just reading, um, I don't remember which, which of the 70 it was, but that, oh, the harvest one, what's it called? Okay. From general conference. Okay. Okay. But he, but he took liberty too with the story of Peter walking on the water and said, you know, like, you know, that the Lord took, put his arm around him as they're walking back on the water to the boat, you know, like, you know, teaching him and taking that time, you know, though, sometimes in these stories, we only get a small snippet of people's lives, but we don't ever get the full picture of who they are and what they can be. And that's kind of, we're just that way too, that we, you know, we might have one small snippet one day that we say no, or we don't do something, but we go home and we think and we ponder and we figure out a way to do it, you know, sometime later. And we turn back and come back to the savior in those, in those little things. Yeah. And, and we wrestle with it eternally, but we, we grow internally and Mm -hmm. we become stronger people. We're uh, in our house right now, we're preparing for young men's camp. And it's of course, very common that Maybe there's going to be some cliff jumping that happens at young men's camp at a lake. And it always just fascinates me to watch the young men. And if we if we stretch the metaphor a little bit of jumping off the cliff is doing what the Savior asks, which, by the way, it's not young men. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, some of the young men will just check off that cliff without thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And some have to take four or five runs at it. And they'll mm-hmm. run up and then they'll stop and then they'll back and then they'll wake they'll, and they'll think about it and they'll go up to the edge and they'll look off and then they'll step back and then they'll take another run at it and stop. And, and I feel like that's okay. Mm-hmm. Not, not to say that not heeding the savior's promptings does not come without consequence. It, it does, yes. yeah. but he never gives up on us. Mm-hmm. And if, and if it takes three or four times, three or four tries for us, that's okay. There's still a lot of personal growth that happened and there, there are blessings waiting for us. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to your analogy of teaching your kids how to walk. I mean, like they stumble and they fall and they, but we pick them back up and cheer for them. And I don't yeah. know where we stop cheering for one another for the little things that we do. You know, we should yeah, start yeah, yeah. again somewhere. We do that really good when our kids are little, <gasps> every little <laughs> thing they do. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But, I heard a seminary teacher say, we spend the first two years, you know, cheering that you're, that you stand up and that you said words. And then the next 18 years saying, sit down and be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. Um, you mentioned something else that, that escapes me right now, but I wanted to come back to it. Oh, you mentioned that this prepared you for an event that happened in your life and the details aren't important, but 
I've done quite a few of these interviews now and quite a few that weren't recorded, just conversations that I think all of us have had. Mm-hmm. And it ceases to amaze me that the you didn't say, I studied the scriptures. I, I followed the promptings. I studied the scriptures. And that helped me avoid this trial. That helped me avoid this hardship. That's that's not how it works 90% of the time. Sometimes it is. Sometimes. I, I firmly believe that sometimes people say, I received inspiration to put on my seatbelt and then I, I dodged the accident or whatever. That happens. But I don't think that's the majority of the time. The majority yeah. of the time we follow promptings and it gives us strength to go through the trials. Yes. Talk, talk to me about that. That um, that is so That is so true. I mean, just... I think by strengthening those that relationship with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ helps us so that we know where to turn as we're going through the trial. I um, even just the day after our we had our this this big thing happened in our family, we went to church, and um, I remember my my siblings came to our ward. Um, just as support from all over the state, they came. And it was really a powerful experience because I was able to share my testimony with my brother who needed it at that time saying, this is what, this is the way we decided last night as a family, which way we're going to face. We're going to face the savior. We're going to find his hand through this trial and we are not going to blame or, you know, put, um, make it an experience where we're angry and upset. And it was just a, it was just a monumental thing because I had seen, I mean, I, I've observed, you know, people throughout my whole life. And sometimes when trials come, I mean, big or small, sometimes we, we have, we always have a choice. Am I going to turn to the savior? and receive his strength, or am I going to be upset and mad and find everything negative that's happened to that? And sometimes we do go down that path of negativity and we decide to change while we're down that path. And that's okay. Yes. Some like I, you know, sometimes I think that, or that story of elder Holland shares of him and his son, you know, Mm -hmm. feeling prompted to go one way and they get there and finding out it's not the right way. And they have to come back and they're like, well, now we know that's not the right way. But sometimes I think in our lives, we have to go down the path that's not pointing us to Christ to find out this is not where I want to be and I'm going to change. And that's the thing, the powerful thing about the atonement of Jesus Christ is that we can change and we can turn to him at any time. And he will come and sucker and help, you know, us back along that path and, um, so yeah. I don't know if that answered your question. I can't remember what it was, but that's kind of the way my thoughts were headed. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that, you know, if there were a theme of this conversation, it would probably be the Lord gives second chances and we can change direction. Mm-hmm. And when you started expressing that thought of at every, at every event, we have a choice. Is this going to make me stronger and bring me closer to the Savior? Or is this going to break me and leave me away? you started to express that thought and, and I immediately wanted to say, look, if anybody who's listening to this right now, if you are going through a tragedy and right now you are feeling bitter and you're feeling angry 
and you're listening to this and you're just thinking, well, I guess that's just not me. I guess I'm just not a person who forgives or who lets go. Listen to the first half. You can change. Okay, so, hey, your first swing at bat, you missed. Okay, something happened to you and you got angry. All right, guess what? You're human. Welcome. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. We're all part of it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So try again. Mm-hmm. Maybe tomorrow you're a little less angry because you decide to try to be less angry. Mm-hmm. You can always change. Yeah, and it's and those those changes don't have to be huge mm-hmm. either. They can just be those small, tiny little baby step steps. And that's the thing that our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ are right there. I mean, as soon as we say help, you know, or whatever we need, and we turn to them, they are they will come and they will help in small, in small ways. And that's the other thing I've been thinking about too, is sometimes we put heavenly father and Jesus Christ in this box and saying, okay, my prayer will be answered this way. You know, we have it all spelled out. Like, you know, if, if this and this and this and this happened, then I, you know, then it's going to be a perfect plan. But I know a lot of times we just need to stop and think like, and just recognize the little steps are helping us along the way. Just because I think sometimes we overlook those, the small things that they are doing. I mean, I had an experience just yesterday, like it wasn't with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, but it was with a family member that I just thought, I'm like, oh, this is how they're showing their love. That's not how I, I was expecting it or wanting it, but I noticed this little thing and it, and it just opened my eyes, you know, like to, and I think Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ are the same way. Yeah. Just in you know, in seemingly ways that we're not looking for, they're going to, they're right there and helping. And usually yeah. it's hindsight. We see all that, but. And it's always a better way. It's always a better way. I, I tell this story often. So I apologize if everybody's heard it before, but when my son was little, um, you know, I woke him up in the morning and I'm getting him dressed. He's sitting on top of the changing table and I want to get dressed. And he says, dad, I'm hungry. And I said, oh, okay, should we get some food in your belly? And he says, no, food goes in my mouth. And to me, that was just, it was such a metaphor of, you know, how many times do I say, Heavenly Father, I want more money. And he says, oh, should I give you a testimony of tithing? And I say, no, I said, I want more money. Money goes in my checking account, you know, whatever it is. Heavenly Father knows what to give us, even when we ask incorrectly and and when Mm -hmm. we assume incorrectly what the answer is. Yes, so much so. Yeah. Well, this has been fantastic. I so appreciate you sharing your experience and uh, and really your growth of going through that scripture study. Uh, coincidentally, I'm actually going through that now. Um, oh, you are. How yeah. How is it? How is it going? Good. You know, you you mentioned that you started a with a new set of scriptures. I wish I would have done that. Now, I've uh, I've just been on my phone. You know, going through each citation and, and each scripture reference and things like that. I, I think I'm, um, I'm in prophecies of. Okay. A lot well, of that's, Old Testament. The, that's the thing you can do it. There's so many ways you can do the paper scriptures. You yes. can do it on your phone. You can even like, listen to them. Just read those little sentences that the gospel library app, you can push play and it'll just read it to you. So if yep. you don't enjoy reading, you can listen and that's just fine. Yep. Lots of ways to do it. I love it. And, and so many ways. Yeah. You will never, that will never be time wasted. No, However, it won't. So good. 
good good things so much i appreciate you taking the time to do this well thank you for having me i was was excited to come and share today so good